0: 18 plus. Hello and welcome to yes.
1: Black
2: in the big leagues, y'all. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. I am so giddy today. My guest who I have on today, oh my goodness, I've been wanting to ask her to come on my show for so long, and I was too nervous. I finally, I finally asked her, and she... She said yes! Oh my goodness, I'm so happy to have her. This Carnegie Mellon graduate, okay, let me tell you, she's an actor, director, writer, she's an activist. The list of labs, readings, workshops, Off-Broadway productions that she has done is is, is truly endless. But some of the Off-Broadway shows include Invisible Thread, Heathers, Little Women, which she was nominated for an Antonios Award for. Come on, Antonios. If you don't know what that is, if you're listening, that's the Black Tonys, and it is so lit. Um, most recently, I believe she was in Bliss at Fifth Avenue Theater, and if you didn't know, she also uh, was on a soap opera for a few years called The Bold and the Beautiful, and what I know her from, and what I love her for, oh my gosh, is her role as Alana Beck in the original Broadway cast of of Dear Evan Hansen, one of my favorite musicals. Y'all, please help me welcome Grammy Award winning and Emmy Award winning Crystalline Lloyd. Hi. Oh, well. <laughs>
1: I love that. Just like the, the, like the wave already, already, just mic issues.
2: Oh no. Here we go. I can can still hear you. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you? You look so beautiful.
1: Thanks. Thanks. I'm good. I'm like, I'm surviving quarantine. Okay. Where are you? You know, I'm in New York city. I stayed here. Uh, when things shut down in March, I went ahead and just stayed. And, um, got a job that I could do two oh. days a week, you know, something that could just in case I was, cause I didn't know how long it was going to last the shutdown. Right. And so I was like, let me get something just in case. So I've been just living and working in New York city and, um, yeah, yeah. I
2: just stayed here. That- that is, I mean, no, that's awesome. And and I don't know, and I won't say what neighborhood. I feel like we might live in the same neighborhood, and it might not have been <gasps> you at all. But I feel like I've run into you. Every time I've thought about you, I'm like, I need to ask her, but I'm I'm too nervous. I, I feel like I've seen you on the street, like, and it's always like, and you reach down and tie your shoes. I'm like, this is not the time, Salisha. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Um, but no, more power to you for staying in New York. I'm in California right now and I think I'll be Ooh. here for the holidays. So it's I it's love a nice California. Change of I miss it. Yeah. When did you come here? I was living in
1: California I lived in California for like seven years. Um oh. right after I graduated Carnegie Mellon. And I <laughs> I didn't think I would end up on the West Coast. I was prepared to like be a struggling actor on the East coast. But then, you know, the showcases are a trick bag. My showcase in LA was awesome. My showcase in New York was like, meh. so I ended up staying in Los Angeles for the first seven years of my career. And I loved it out there. I loved the weather. I was like, it's easy to be a little cute when you're poor in Los Angeles. Like the beach is there. If you find street parking, like, it's just, and the yeah. sun is out. It's like 70 degree weather. It's just, I all miss time. it. I miss it
2: wow. <laughs> all the time. Is, wait, are you like a Californian at heart or do, are you like an East coast girl? Like, no, it's so weird. I'm well,
1: I'm a southerner. I grew up in Houston, Texas, well, an area outside yes. of Houston, but I find that the lifestyle of, you know, actually the lifestyle of both, both coasts I found comfort in. Um, but I think that's because I'm, I'm good at being like, flexible. I I've kind of always had this ability to to blend in wherever I go or to fit in or to to acclimate. That's the best that's the best way to put it. I've I've had an I, ability to acclimate.
2: I think that's so interesting and even though this is a different subject, it really kind of fits into what you just said. I think one of the special things about you, some of the roles that you have played are things that I wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's a black girl or it's like I would think, "Oh, this is probably going to especially before this pandemic, probably cast as a white person and you fill into these parts and it's just like, oh wait, yes, a black person can play this and be fierce (laughs) at it. And you really do, like you saying, you're good on both coasts and acclimate wherever you go. I think that you also are, have that talent and ability in the roles that you take on. Like- thanks. Joe in Little Women, when I think little women, I usually (laughs) think you think of a white girl.
1: You think like you think like lily white people with translucent skin. All the girls are like (laughs) fragile, they have weak ankles, and you know, they fall in love with every man they meet,
2: right? And that is not you, like, you are so it's just really special same thing with Dear Evan Hansen I feel like that was a when I saw you it was a predominantly white cast and here you were and I also and I related to you so much when I was sitting in the audience I'm like oh my gosh this show is so effing good um in high school that was I felt like oh my gosh I'm alone. lot yeah <laughs> really, yeah yeah that's um, that's
1: beautiful I'm so glad that that resonated with you
2: it it really did. And I wanna know. There's so many things I wanna know, especially in terms of asking you rocking. You've been rocking your thank you. Your um those twists, the the long that is like a very iconic look for you. And those that was not a wig in Dear Evan Hansen.
1: No, I I had to made the decision that it was safer for me because of my experience with predominantly white creative teams to, to stick with creative styles. um, I'm sorry, protective styles that I could maintain myself because I found that there was a hesitation from white creative teams to help maintain a lot of, you know, if if I told them, okay, if you want me to wear a wig, you know, you're going to, I need you to fork up $30 a week for me to get my hair you know flat twisted or cornrowed you know fresh freshened up and uh, so because i think also we didn't really have like a language or a way to have a conversation with creatives at the time i just stuck with the twists like i showed up for for heathers <clears throat> and they had initially tried to put a wig over my twists and it just How didn't did that look go? right it just didn't look yeah. right because i had used my twist i had used my twists <laughs> When we did, when I did the role in Los Angeles and they were happy with like, oh, just put it in like a side eighties pony with a scrunchie. Like that'll work. I was like, yes, it will. Thank you for understanding. And, um, so at one point during Heather's, I, I think like it was my first off, this was my first time working in New York was Heather's and I missed my call time because the Sunday matinee was at a different time than the Saturday matinee. And, um. Oh. I showed up and, you know, the show needed to start in like five minutes. And they were like, they were like, we don't have time for a wig. So just go out with your hair and just use this red scrunchie. And then, you know, all the pictures you see now are me as Heather Duke with these twists, but that was because of an accident, you know, before they had fully intended on putting me in a wig. And then after that night they saw it and they go, oh, that works. And it was, it was, you know, it, it lined up with what I had requested and it didn't cost them really any money. And that's when I started learning how to maintain them myself. So you do, you see me in a, in that, that style quite a bit because, you know, as a black woman, I was like, I just didn't feel safe, you know, in the hands of white creatives. And yeah that was my way of, of taking care of myself. And um, it just, yeah, that, 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 that look is kind of like my New York look. Cause I have like my LA style too. Which is what, what's your LA style? Girl, when I started out on that soap opera in LA, I did, I had the twist and then I decided I was like, you know, it'd be really sexy if I had like big hair. Like I want big hair. But I didn't want to abandon a protective style. So I just okay. untwisted the twists. And after like, you know, like a week of wearing them, just twisted up, I would untwist them like maybe um, you know, like three-fourths of the way. And and it was just a big, it looked like a big there are pictures. Oh, I was obsessed yes. with this for years.
2: That sounds hot. That sounds sexy. Like And would you <laughs> twist them back up yourself?
1: I could, I could twist them back up myself at that point, and um, yeah, but that was like a that was like the look for me on that show for a really long time, and then eventually, you know, that's this is a whole nother story, but it, it ventured into uh, a a sew in and like you know a more glamorous like you
2: know, right. So that is look. very LA as well. It's like yeah, when I lived out here in California, my hair was always straight, and mm-hmm. now I'm like. Yes. I mean, it's just a different, it's just a different culture and it's, it's different a little now. It is. But I also think one of the
1: blessings about New York, about LA is the weather. I found that I could wear a sew out, a sew in, and I could blow my hair out and it would stay. Whereas the and humidity it
2: was in New York, it's you know, the humidity sick.
1: in New York, I walk outside and she's like, mm, I give up.
2: It's a waste of money. It's a waste of heat damage.
1: It's just like, it's not worth it in New York. Yes. Really. So, LA also just has that like desert weather that's very like you can walk around with like your sewing and your blowout and you're just like, it stays. <laughs> oh,
2: like, okay. So, basically, yeah, I have so many questions about, about the twists because they are so, oh my gosh, they're so beautiful and they're so, and I, you don't have to give it away, but do you go to the same person every time in New York? I'm like, who do you go to? Where can I get I, my done? <laughs> it done?
1: I so actually, I'm um, I, I, every time you've seen my hair in a protective style, I've done it myself. Are so.
2: you kidding me? <laughs> you you know, do it, it
1: yourself? It, I I do I do. It got to a point where I just you know finances. You have to start learning new tricks and. You know, one of the things I'm hoping we can wow. we can eradicate from the expectation of Black actresses is that we are also hairstylists for ourselves. Like, you know, we should have people hired in shows who can yes. do what white, you know, because I've been in shows where the, the white women and the white men would show up and get haircuts every two weeks. And sometimes the white women would get like color to maintain and cover grays and stuff. And you know, they send the black kids out to like Harlem and they're like, Yeah, just like give us your receipt, your invoice and you know, black shops in Harlem, they ain't got
2: receipts. Right? You know? right. <laughs> they ain't the got receipt I books. Just... <laughs> Right. I just sat down with some of the boys from Beautiful um um on B- on Broadway and on the tour last night and they were like, "Yeah, we have to go when we were on tour, we would go to these random barbershops and and have to bring a receipt and bringing back a cardboard like there's no receipt. There's so, no receipt. I'll, so with your twist, I cannot believe you do those yourself crystalline. They I look do them so Good. But that's also why you Thank can, you. that's what probably why they always look so fresh. Cause you don't have to go somewhere to get them done. You know how to freshen yeah. them up yourself. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm kind of like an, uh, a perfectionist, which is a, a fault and it's a flaw, but it's also, you know, a good thing. So I do, if I, if I'm noticing everything is starting to get a little ragged, I'm, I'm able to sh- you know sit down and, and, you know, sometimes I, I'm, I'm a little too much of uh, a type A about it, but um no nope, it's still, it good it's, well thank you thank you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm I Do you to- have a
2: YouTube channel to where I can be like okay getting <laughs> twist like crystalline
1: <laughs> someone has asked me there, like have you ever thought of doing like a little cute video tutorial of your different styles from the different shows you've been in and I, I was like that would be so fun that's a lot of
2: energy to create that content, though <laughs> That's true. It, that is true. but I would definitely be watching and taking notes. He'd be well, like, "I mean's oh, will... got my hairstyle now. <laughs> Honey, I don't mind.
1: Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, so I'm not I wouldn't be upset.
2: We're gonna cut for a short ad break. And so most of the photos that I've seen of you in shows, most of them Mm -hmm. that I remember, you aren't wigged. So have you been wigged in a show? I have,
1: I have been wigged. I was wigged in Little Women. Uh, Um, I was wigged, um, in, what was the other show that I was, Paradise Blue, the show that Dominique Moriso wrote and, um, Ruben Santiago directed. We did it at Williamstown and then we did it at the Signature here in New York. Um, And I was weak for that because it was, you know, it was a very period piece. Um, Yeah, but I have been lucky that, you know, some, a lot of the plays that I've done um, are such that I can, aren't period pieces. They're, they're things that I can kind of like exist as myself. And I've had good experiences with white creative teams where they've shown up and been like, (laughs) you know i remember one woman was like look i'm not black i don't know about black hair what i do know is that y'all know more than me and she was like straight up this is winter time what hairstyle would this black woman have in the winter time i was like protective protective straight up you know i'm about to go into a protective style in about three weeks and so i've had instances where i haven't been wigged and you know that it's been, it's been a good conversation and good collaborative process. But then I've had situations where I have been wigged and like little women was such a process because our wig designer died right before we went into tech.
2: Oh Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. His name is Dave Bova. Um, and he was lovely and he was eager and he was very talented and, um, yeah, he passed away. And so Cookie Jordan stepped in and a lot of people know Cookie Jordan. She's, um, a black hair and makeup stylist and, um, she's, she specializes in wig and hair, uh, in the business. And so she stepped in for the show and she had some wigs, you know, that she had built that were in her, you know, her, her, her storage or whatever. And we were able to use those. But, um, that particular process was hard because even the wigs she gave us, they were storage wigs. She could she didn't have time to make me a specific wig to fit my head. So there was this black woman in this show with a wig that was too big. One of the wigs was too big. And the other wig was, um, we couldn't fit it over the other wig, So it was just like, it was, it was a whole process in and of itself. So after that show, that's when I was like, as I need to think about if I'm in a, regional show if I'm in a Broadway show what does the maintenance look like and because I found a lot of white creative teams were so hesitant to, to to help us but it was because they thought I think they thought it was going to cost them ridiculous amounts of money and I remember one show that I was supposed to do before corona hit they they were like you know we're not really sure what she means by she needs us to cover the wig prep and so I sat down and 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 you know uh, uh, calculated it all out. And in the end, it was like, Salisha, it was like $500. It was like, all you need to find is $500 more to make sure wow. this actress, you can restore her hair to what it was and that she is wig prepped every week and she isn't losing hair, getting traction, alopecia, like all that stuff right. is something black women struggle with in this business.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so it leads me to ask, what is your wig prep when you do have a wig? What do mm-hmm. you like to do? And if you have different ones. Every week. Daily? I like
1: to do a wig prep every week at the top of it. Just a wash, a refresher. Um, but, you know, I, I my, my my ideal prep is to go and get it prepped by someone else. But before I was able to kind of put that into play, I was doing it every once a week, every, you know, once a, once a week myself. You know, and that takes like six hours. Which is... Well
2: what what is it? Are you straightening your hair to do to I'm do prep? I'm
1: I'm doing I'm using um I'm using what's the kind of shampoo that you're supposed to use? It's sulfate or or it's it's like uh-huh, it starts no. with C. Um uh,
2: not silicon sulfate. No. No
1: paraben. But you know what I'm talking um. about. It it has no sulfates <laughs> and yes. And so I use that kind of shampoo. It's it's the Shea Moisture Black Castor uh-huh. Oil Shampoo. Yes. And so I use Shea Moisture Project. So I use that. And I use an apple cider vinegar rinse. That's by Moroccan oil or argan oil. They have one okay. already pre-mixed. And um, after that, I put in a leave-in. I I comb it all out. I put a cute little shower cap on it. And I let it kind of like sit for like three hours while I, you know, watch, a, watch girlfriends or something. And then I rinse it out and sometimes I'll blow dry it all out so I can trim it. Um, cause okay. I also trim my own hair and then, um, but Amazing. if it's freshly, tri- <laughs> if it's freshly trimmed already, <laughs> then normally I'll just, um, once I rinse out the conditioner, I'll go straight into a flat twist, you know, I'll portion it out, portion it Damn out into nice. four on each side and, and and just, and just rock a flat twist for, for, for the wig season, you know?
2: Wow. That's real. That's a lot of work. If you're listening, y'all, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work.
1: It's 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 hours. You know, just the fact that I sit for three hours in a
2: deep conditioner.
1: You know, the yeah. other stuff. Yeah, so it takes about six hours on a hair
2: day. So when you are doing a show, do you prefer to do your own thing or would you prefer to be wigged? <laughs> I mean... I mean it really is depending on the role
1: as much as I want to protect my hair as a black woman, I'm still an artist and I don't want to walk into a period piece and everybody else has period hair. And then I walk in with like kinky twists or box braids <laughs> as much as I, as much as I love like a protective style. Like I'm not going to be a 1950s jazz singer with like box braids. So, uh, or <laughs> box. but, um, but I, I would, I, I do like, um, I like them for what they are. I like the opportunity to get to try and to do different styles. That's that's part of the beauty of being a black woman. And yeah. you're, it's, it's so, the versatility is so magical for us,
2: you know? Yeah. Can I say that so, um, I've always seen you mostly with your twists. Mm-hmm. And then one day I pulled up my Instagram and there you were with this afro. I have chills just thinking about it. crystalline Aww. I remember it was a pause. It was like, everybody stop what you're doing, hold up. <laughs> and I <laughs> stared and your afro right now is so beautiful. Thank I you. remember, you're welcome. I stopped and I stared at this photo of you with your fro. It's the first time I'd ever seen your, with your not twist.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and I said, oh, oh, she's a woman. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I I had this, I had no idea. First of all, you're ageless. That's first of all. That's first of all. Oh, and you. I saw you in Dear Evan. You're welcome. You knew that. Come on. Black don't crack. You look so good. Um, in Dear Evan Hansen, you very, you you were so youthful and when I saw you with this afro and the look in your eyes I you looked so powerful Mm. you looked like a just a a whole woman a full like I just it made me pause and I said oh I just wanted to say that that it impacted me in a, I don't know, a big, small, whatever. I just thought it was a very beautiful thing. And and Aww. I think there is something to that of when we are in our natural hair, how powerful it can be. And it just, that's the yeah. way it grows out of, it's just yeah. how it grew out of your head. That's how, how you're looking. <laughs> <like, laughs>
1: I don't oh, know what was... to do. It just grew out of my head. It's just, that's how it is. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely leaving Dear Evan Hansen was a transition because, at, you know, at that point I told my agents, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about my age. I'm 35. And I told my agents at that time, I was like, guys, okay, we're going to start looking <laughs> real foolish real soon. If we keep bringing me in for these high school roles, <laughs> I was like, because at that point people people were still really open to bringing me in for for really young you know really young roles, and I was going into these rooms with girls who were actually graduated from college, and I was like, "Hey, just the old hey. lady." That's it. Just made me. I was like, "One, we can't have me go in for these roles anymore because now I'm just feeling like an old lady." And two, I was like, "We all are starting to look a little delusional." Like I. I I was very, I I very much, you know, love the fact that I'm starting, you know, I look more like a woman. And when I go into rooms, I feel more like a woman and casting is like, she's just, it's she's giving us like a woman feel these days. And I'm like, great. Yes. So there is a freedom yes. in letting go of the need to continue to look like I could play Alana back in Dear Evan Hansen. There's a freedom to being like, no, like I can wear hairstyles that maybe I look a little more mature in, um, because this is that point in my career where I get to embrace and, and, and take on roles like that. So I'm, I'm glad you felt that way because I'm sure for me, that posting of that picture was also like, I'm a woman, like I, I'm not, you know, who I, I'm not who I used
2: to be. We'll be right back right after the break.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: So. No, truly. Um, And it's it's really, it's really gorgeous. And I really, it's just like, the more texture I see in my feeds and my friends, it's just so empowering. Yes. (sighs) Yes. It has taken me so long crystalline to embrace my own natural hair I was a wig queen and a straightening hair queen for so long and there's nothing wrong with that but the thing was I did not like my Mm. own hair I I hated it I despised it I was embarrassed of it I was made to feel kind of ugly and not put together when it was out and it's very like new walking in this like okay I think the bigger the better I'm not afraid of frizz. I think like, it's just a yeah. new day. It's, it's a new it's day. And,
1: and I feel, I feel so lucky to be living in a time when so much innovation is happening. And I feel like, you know, when we talk about innovation, we a lot of times think like, you know, it, um, Jeff Bezos, or, you know, those people who are inventing big things. And I'm like innovation in terms of also being a culture, and as Black people, we are not a monolith. And so there's a, there's a freedom that we're finding in this conversation in 2020 to let the fact that we're eclectic shine through. And I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, this newfound conversation surrounding embracing Blackness and, and lear, you know, encouraging white people to learn more about what it is to be Black, especially white creatives who are coming in as, you know, hair and makeup, you know, de- they oversee the whole department and they don't know how to do a flat twist or a cornrow. That's that's a right. that's like why have why are we just now holding those white creatives accountable for not just specializing in whiteness, but specializing in all hair textures. You know, if you're going to be a hair and makeup supervisor, Absolutely. You should be able to step up in the moment and show your hair and makeup people. Okay. You're not doing this flat twist, right? Because there's not enough moisture. So you need to keep a spray bottle near you and you need to make sure that this black girl's hair is easy to put your fingers through. You should never at any point here, click, click, or feeling of the snapping. Like I've, I, I'm hoping that this new conversation is is helping black women also embrace their hair, embrace their kink, embrace their curls, embrace the nappiness, you know, whatever it yeah. is. Like it is, it is a story. You can exist in that hairstyle and there are other women who will relate to you. And those are the black stories that we want to feel our freedom in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can say as much or as little about this as you want. How was it for you in Dear Evan Hansen um, mm-hmm. going into that show with hair and, and makeup and like w- you using your own hair? Was there mm-hmm. was that a conversation? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah,
1: I, I went into it from off Broadway and my agents were on top of it before. I really needed to even say anything. They were like, we're putting something in your contract that gives you say you, you have say in the final, in the final look. Um, and if you're not happy with it, you don't have to wear it because, you know, we'd had experiences in the past and I found that, um, you know, because I was taking over a role that had been predominantly white, that that was the one area where I felt as though they kind of went whatever works for you, you know? And I made the decision I was coming off of invisible thread and I had enjoyed having, you know, my twist for Heather's. I had enjoyed having it for invisible thread. And I was like, let's just keep them for Iwana because, um, it's just easier. And, you know, being in shows is a lot of, their schedule is very strenuous. And um, so it just worked out nicely. And, and by the time we got to Broadway, they were like, we love the the twists. Let's keep them. I mean, of course they didn't call them twists. They called them braids, but um, (laughs) (laughs) but I was like, you know, and, and, and I would, you know, submit a receipt for my labor, because I did nice. them myself, and um, yeah, it was kind of one of those situations where they were like, "You go and just do go that and thing do. that you you women of color do, and you know, <laughs> just maintain it. You know, consistency that it should look like it every night." And I was like, "That if you and that's the thing I tell people. I'm like, if you want continuity for a theater show, wigs are your best bet." Yeah. I was like, "It's gonna be really hard if you want me to wear my hair out every night. It might not. The continuity is not gonna be the same because you, you know, you right. know, someday yes. our someday our parts are like, I don't want to part here. Yes, it's and real. also day
2: one hair. If you do your natural hair, day one hair is very different than day three. From, yes, day, day four, day five, day five. You're getting a different. Like I call it, these are my weekend curl. Day five for me is weekend curls. Weekend like curls, just. Big frizz. Like I'm out with the girls. You can't tell me nothing. We're just having fun. <laughs> I can get them more defined earlier in the week. <laughs> exactly. Oh,
1: hold on. Oh,
2: New York. Actually, can I take oh. a
1: second to run to the restroom? Is that okay? Yeah. I've been drinking go, go, a lot go. of tea. Okay.
2: Go, right, go, I'm go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Don't go anywhere. Part two is short and sweet and coming right up. You're listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues, and I'm your host, Alicia Thomas.